Welcome back to Aliyah Yami. Today we're going to be finishing up Parshas Shoftim. Shoftim Shvi is in front of us and it is 20 Psokim long, running from Perik Chof Pasag Yud to Chof Aleph Tes. The topic of our Aliyah is uh, the rules of war, wanton destruction, and the murdered murderer's calf. Let's take a look at, at some of these ideas inside. The first, we'll do a brief summary and then we'll take a look at some points to ponder. So here the first section of the Aliyah talks about the rules of war. We're told that when you are to besiege a city to conquer it, and talking to Israel, Moshe Rabbeinu says, if you, you will call out to peace to it first. If they respond then you will, and, they, and they agree, then you'll make them into tax-paying subservient people to you. If they refuse the terms, you'll besiege them and kill all males females, children, and any livestock will be taken as spoils. Such will be done for all the cities which are far, far from you. But the cities of the seven nations, not a soul will remain alive in those cities. They need to be completely wiped out in order that you don't learn from their actions and ways. Section 1. Section 2. Wanton destruction. When you besiege a, a, a city to capture it, do not cut down its trees because you will eat from those trees. They are fruit trees. The human being is likened to the, free to fu- the, the tree of the field. Ki adam eats hasadeh, very famous phrase from the Saliyah. Only the trees which are not fruit-bearing may be used in dis- and destroyed in the war effort. The third and last section is a very curious one in our Aliyah. It's what's called egla arufa, which means the calf which has, uh, which has broken neck. What does that refer to? If a corpse is discovered in Israel in the middle of a field and it's not known who killed him, where he was coming from, what his business was, the elders will come and measure the ground around the corpse to the nearest village. The elders of that village will come out and bring an unworked calf to the special valley called the Valley of Eitan and they'll break its neck, or, um, but with an axe in the, in the river. And the Kohanim will come to approach and bear testimony to the witnesses who will wash their hands over this calf and state that they are... We did not spell. We did not spill the blood of this of this passerby, and we did not even see him. And this will be an atonement for them. Very strange episode. So let's try to break down all these different pieces into um, meaningful pieces. So the first thing is: is when is it that Israel is required to offer peace before going to war? So Rashi says this is only referring to what's called a milchemes rishus, a optional war, which refers to territorial expansions, not defensive wars, and not the war of the seven nations of Israel, as he explains is clear in the context of the Aliyah. Ramban explains that it's true that even in the Melchemes Shiva Alamim, when you fight a war against the seven nations of of Canaan, the Canaanite peoples, at the time when Israel first entered the land of Israel, you still do offer peace. However, the terms are that they have to completely eradicate Avodah Zorah, pagan worship, if it is going to work. So there still is the bid for peace even in such situations. A little bit of a debate there as well, which finds expression later on in Sefer Yosho when this actually occurs. Now, what is the metaphor of the siege? It's interesting that once again the Orach HaMakodesh says this may be talking about war in general, but it also is a metaphor for the person's individual personalized war against themselves. What's their themselves? Why are they fighting against themselves? Well, they're fighting against the Yetzer Hara, the evil inclination, which means there's part of a person which is seeking to live in a life of indulgences, whether it be physical indulgences, like having too much, too much to eat, too many um, relationships, all those kind of complicated things, which are we'll called material indulgences or spiritual indulgences, whether it be ego, honor, all those kind of things, um, um, envy, all those kind of things which are we'll call it more emotional. So when we well, first we bid for peace, we, we try to see if we can channel those ideas, those emotions in a positive way. If that works out, then channel them for the good, utilize them for a good purpose. After all, a lot of good things come out of being able to channel negative ideas in ourselves. However, 
Um, if the if the if there, that does not work out, that bid for peace does not work out, then you need to besiege it and root it out, remove the evil. That means killing the men, which is a example of self-adulation, fasting, removing pleasures from life in order to strain out, to whittle down the those those indulgences, sparing the women and the children. Women are a mashal to the ruach and nefesh, the loftiest parts of the spirit. And sparing the children, which are the ma'asim tovim. So the men are seen as the base level of the of the, we'll call body and bodily awareness, and the women as the more spiritual aspects. So keep those, maintain those, and maintain the ma'asim tovim, which are the children, the product of those relationships, are meant to be maintained. So it's a very different way of reading the aliyah, as Arachah Makarish explains it. Now let's move on to the second idea of the, what's called bal tashchis, not to destroy fruit trees. Does this mean to say that in in, in a siege the, that the trees' feelings come in front of the human beings' needs for, to survive? No, says the Ramban. What that means to say is there's a triage. If you are in battle, use the barren trees, use the pine trees before you use the peach trees. That's what it's saying. And obviously, if there's only peach trees and you need it for to be able to defend yourself and to make this battle successful, then you can use them as well. How far does this go? So it turns out there happens to be a very long discussion in Halakha um, that there are a number of interesting limitations as to this. this it seems to be, as the Ramban explains this, this is a, also a, a, a issue against um, a scorched earth policy if it's not for the actual use of the battle. Meaning to say it's just to make, um, make it more difficult for the enemy, but it's not critical to the battle. This is what's referred to as well. Um, um, we're also including this are also cutting the water supply of the tree including this is also beating animals is included in this There's a lot of aspects which are also included in this the limitations are this um, that are, are excluded from this as the Rambam explains are old or non-fruit bearing trees um, Or as the Gwari Baba Kamenta discusses lesser quality fruit trees which are damaging better fruit trees can be uprooted Or if the place of the trees needed to build that's a, that's a little bit of a gray area as the Taz and describes the Chavos Yerato describes landscaping or is this, this is what called not just because I like it, but because it's actually destroying the foundation of my house. I think Morin Shabbos, uh, Shabbos also talks about it if it's for health as well. One is able to do this. There's certain, there's certain seems to, it certainly seems to be a concern of, of environmental concerns and appreciation concerns of trees as well. Um, why would, um, when we move on to the this, this section of the Egrilai Rufa, the last section of our Aliyah, why should the sages bear any death, any, any responsibility for the death of this wayfarer? Do, they, do we really think logically that this that they they had any part in hiring the hitman who killed us this way? Fair, no, not at all. It's the Maral quotes Chazal who says that, and Rashi says the same thing is that they, that if they had done levaya, if they had escorted this guest sufficiently, if they looked after him when they went when he went through his town, that he would have the psychological wherewithal to be more careful, and he perhaps would have survived the onslaught when he was attacked. Um, in fact, the Chizkuni takes that one step further, and he says that's why if you look at the actual pasuk, it says. Um, that's how it's read. Our hands did not spill, but it's uh, it is red shafcha with a hay, which is in the singular. Why? Because it's the hay. There are five things that a, a host is meant to provide for the guest: food, drink, sleep. Big needs and small needs um, are, are included in this. And they are saying we we provide everything from our guests. We made sure our town was a friendly enough place to give people the wherewithal to be able to make it to the next level of their journey. Then Ezra points out a more spiritually terrifying idea, which is that bad things happen in bad locales near bad people. Which means to say, if something bad is happening in our environment, it is a moment for us to turn inwards and say, what about us needs to be corrected that this negative experience was in my near orbit. So that means to say that this town is being indicted because of being in the surroundings of such a negative site as well. Finally, what is the point of breaking the neck of this calf? That seems to be 
you know, a little bit of wanton destruction in and of itself. That's such a careless activity. Why? Rashi says because it is a symbol, a metaphor of the person who was murdered, not bearing fruit in this world as well. Everything's been cut short. The value is the Nachal Eitan. It's a hard value, a value which has not worked. It's not cultivated. This calf is not going to have a life. It's not going to have a future like the person who's murdered. So it's a, it's a graphic example of his waste. And that's the point. The idea and the image of waste is what's meant to be conveyed over here. In fact, the Rekanti has a little bit of a different way where he reflects on the murderer, meaning to say the murderer is going to be a person who is not productive enough. He's not going to be a person who's ever adding anything positive to life because of this terrible sign. In fact, it's so clear, clear that Sephora explains that the reason why you kill it in this way is you kill it at the back of its neck in a way that's obviously not a productive. You can't use this calf afterwards for its meat. But also it's a sort of hidden death where it's not clear how it died. It's not a clean death. Um, which is the way that this person who was murdered is going to be suffering because of somebody who did not take care of this. It is interesting that the Ramam lists at the end of Hilchas Avel all the different aspects of Gemilas Chasadim, of doing kindness for others, and he gives a whole long list there. He gives a list of um, escorting the dead, marrying the marrying marrying a young woman who has to, who needs more support to get married, visiting the sick. Um, all the all important things and escorting guests. And the Ramam actually goes on to say that escorting guests is the most important of all of them. Why is that? Escorting guests seems to be such a superfluous additional um, um, gift that we give to people. And I once heard from Rav Moshe Eisman that the idea is, is that when you escort a guest, it's beyond the natural needs that the person has. Meaning to say, it's not just about their physical needs. You've already provided that. You've given them a three-course meal. It's actually because you value them as a person. In all times when a person is in distress, dis, uh, distress, the greater the need, the greater the, the need we have to fill it when we feel like we're a benefactor. But what happens when the need's filled? Do you care about the person for who they are? That's why Levias Orchem, escorting another person, is such a meaningful activity because it's showing that beyond their need, they're a person you care about and you want to spend time with. And that's why it can have the capacity to give the person the strength to survive such an encounter as well, which is why there's an indictment on the sages. With this, we close and we finish the uh, last Aliyah Sefer in Parashat Shoftim. In the meantime, have a wonderful, meaningful day and a good Shabbat.